Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. On this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft, Lego, NES, Rumor Mill, Game Boy, Games on the Way Back, and a Mailbag Update. Those stories and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Whoa, nice graphics. I'd like to get my hands on that game. All right, everybody, it's time for Switchcraft, brought to you live every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Head on over to my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Run, jump, stomp, click on the follow button, and you will get notified each and every time that I go live. Let's get started with a quick reminder. This is your, um, not not quite daily reminder, but this is a reminder that the podcast awards, uh, we are about halfway through July. And if you go to podcastawards.com, you can nominate Nintendo Switchcraft or 143 Pixels, whichever of those two shows is your favorite show for best gaming podcast Uh, again that url is podcastawards.com that's podcastawards.com let's get started with the news we've got some brand new uh nintendo switch games showing up in gamestop's database this comes to us from switch brazil which is all in spanish so i or maybe portuguese i don't know because i can't read it whatever language it's in I can't read it, but what I will say is that it is not a huge surprise to see um, things on um, on GameStop's uh, database. We often see this happen right before uh, Nintendo Direct or a big announcement uh, in their computer system. You will see that we have new available SKUs for the Nintendo Switch, and it looks like we've got four, five, six, seven of them. We've got seven of them. Uh, two of them are, or three of them are actually named. So we've got Bladed Fury SD, Bravely Default 2 SD. Um, I, I, don't know, I don't know what SD stands for, but it's on all of these. So I assume that that doesn't actually mean anything. So Bladed Fury, Bravely Default 2, and Commandos 2. Uh, and then we also have four uh, SKUs, which is... Um, I don't remember what SKU stands for. I bet you somebody in chat remembers what SKU stands for. I used to know it back when I worked retail. Uh, but we've got four that just say available SKU for the Nintendo Switch. Each one of these is at uh, $60 for its price. And, of course, Joel Mead, keeping me honest, right there in chat, he says it's SKU stands for Stock Keeping Unit. Thank you very much. So we've got four unnamed SKUs in the GameStop database for uh, Nintendo Switch software for pre-order, all at 60 bucks. Uh, they all have street dates of December 31st to 2020, which, listen, let's let's be honest, that's just a placeholder, and all of these are placeholders. Does this mean 
that we are going to get another announcement very soon. Well, since we just had the uh, Mario Paper Mario Origami um, Treehouse Live and the Bakugan nonsense, I hope so. And, you know, somebody said to me, Bill, did you ever think that perhaps the reason that they did that Bakugan thing was because they know it's been so long since they've done a Nintendo Direct that they had to kind of manage expectations by by throwing a, a, a really bad... Um, I'm going to use a baseball metaphor. So they threw a ball. You know, it was it was easily a ball, and nobody's going to swing at that just to get us ready for uh, a fast pitch right down the middle. Um, and maybe, maybe they intentionally took Bakugan and threw it under the bus by... And look, I'm not here to tell you that Bakugan is a bad game, but they hyped it up the wrong way because what they ended up doing was obviously disappointing to a bunch of people. And I'm not going to retread my arguments there, but you know, somebody, somebody sent me a message and they said, maybe they did that just so that their Nintendo direct, which is rumored to happen in July uh, maybe they did that just so that their Nintendo Direct would really knock it out of the park, uh, and I think that that's that's possible. And baseball metaphors aside, which I probably screwed up because I don't pay attention to sports. All right, so we've got those um, those GameStop things. Here's what my question is to you. First off, I want to remind everybody that we've seen. Uh, GameStop post things in their database without there being a direct shortly thereafter in the past. But we've also seen GameStop update their database. And then, of course, right after them that there's a direct. So do you think that these GameStop leaks indicate that we're going to get a Nintendo Direct soon? Let me know. I'm at RunJumpStomp on Twitter. My puppet body is ready. So this next story is very interesting, or at least I thought it was very interesting based on based on the headlines that I had seen around. So I went out and I tracked down the uh, the originating um, tweet that kind of kicked this off, and it was this really cool looking tweet from Lego, and it says, "Are you ready to play like never before?" And I thought to myself, "Well." That's pretty cool. And all of the all of the headlines that were talking about this particular tweet, and there were a lot of them, uh, basically referenced a buildable Lego Nintendo Entertainment System. And I thought the thing that, that I thought was that you could build a shell of a Nintendo Entertainment System and then plug a cartridge into it because it would have like the cartridge port and maybe an HDMI thing or something. And then you'd be able to play your old NES games on a screen. And I thought, man, that would be really, really cool. And then I clicked and I read the article and I was incredibly disappointed by what I saw instead. So uh, what I saw instead was, uh, you know, spoilers ahead if you wanted to be surprised when Lego announces this. But somehow somebody got pictures of this thing uh, that that show exactly what it is. And it, you know, it is described as 
a buildable Nintendo Entertainment System. But it's not a Nintendo Entertainment System that you could plug a cartridge into. It's just a, you know, a fake Nintendo Entertainment System. Now, I will admit that when I looked at the pictures, and if you don't want to see the pictures and you're watching this on Twitch, then, you know, look away. Uh, but I will admit that when I see the pictures, I think, well, that thing looks incredibly cool. And it really does. But it's not something that you can actually use to play a Nintendo Entertainment System game. That is something that I would go out and buy immediately. If it was something that I could build out of Lego and it had a a, a cartridge slot that would allow me to plug a Nintendo cartridge into it and have it go to a TV, then that would be fantastic. And I would buy that immediately. I would build it on stream and I would then... Um, stream it. I would stream playing from it. That would be incredibly awesome, but that's not what it is. So what it actually is, is a buildable Nintendo entertainment system out of Legos and a TV. Like you also build the TV and the attention to detail that they've put into this is fantastic without a doubt. Like the TV even has like a little hand crank on the side where you can, you can spin the hand crank and uh, Mario can move around on, you know, on this um, Lego thing, which is really cool. But at the end of the day, it's just more plastic crap to be in my house. Uh, Mario from the Lego Mario um, set, uh, like the little 3D plastic Mario that has a screen on his face or a screen for his eyes and a screen on his chest, he plugs into the top to play sounds as you play this weird hand-cranked Nintendo uh, experience. The back of the TV even has, like, like if you look at the back of the TV, which is, like, the attention to detail is fantastic, it even has, like, the red and the yellow jacks where you would plug in things. And it has that old sticker that if you're really really old like me you remember those old stickers that were on the back of the t- uh, on the back of TVs like the attention to detail for this is fantastic but it's just plastic stuff for my for my house and it will be retailing for $250 and I'll let that sink in for a second $250 now of course the set uh according to promo bricks uh, will consist of 2,600 parts, uh, but $250, I, I mean, look, when they first announced Mario Lego, I said to my wife, I think it's going to be this price. And she says, well, that's way too low. And I thought I was saying, I, I thought that I was estimating that it would be high. I thought that that was a high price, and I can't remember what it was. And I said, well, I thought that was a really high price. And she was like, well, you haven't bought Legos lately. And she's right. You know, she buys that kind of stuff uh, for for the kids. But I think that $250 for this is ridiculous. And they are going to sell so many of these sets. They're going to sell so many of these, even at $250, because they look really, really cool. Uh, so that's just me. 
I'm not interested because it's not playable. All it has to have is that little cable in the back that your that your NES cartridge hooks up to. You can get those on eBay, by the way, for like 15 bucks. And then you have that hooked up to like a little a little circuit board that emulates a a uh, an NES and has HDMI out. And then you can charge like I would pay $300 for something like that, but $250 to build something that just kind of sits there. I don't think so. Not for me. Is it for you? Buy the Sega Genesis that comes with Sonic 1 and get Sonic 2 free. Act now. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, if the talk of a a Lego NES doesn't get you nostalgic enough, maybe you weren't an NES kid. Maybe you were a Game Boy kid, in which case this next story might be right up your alley. Um, Shantae is uh, from WayForward, who you know we talked about a bunch recently because they are doing that Bakugan game that I keep making fun of. But back in 2002, um, Shantae made... Or I'm sorry, Way Forward made a, a game called Shantae, which was the beginning of a, a kind of a huge franchise, which I never really played. Um, but they made Shantae for the Game Boy Color back in 2002. They also made a game called Extreme Sports uh, that also came out. And the problem is is that, that those games came out in very limited quantities. So there's not a lot of of, of these out there. So let me read you the quote from uh, GeekTyrant.com. First released in 2002, Shantae is the groundbreaking action-adventure platformer that introduced players to the eponymous, eponymous, uh, I don't know how to say that word, uh, half-genie heroine. Uh, Heroine? I don't know how to say that word either because it sounds like heroin, like heroin. But uh, they mean female hero. Anyway, in her debut title, Shantae hair whips, dances, and transforms as she seeks out four elemental stones throughout Sequin Land and uh, to put a stop to nefarious lady pirate Risky Boots. And listen, I, this is the first time I'm reading this. Risky Boots is a hilarious, hilarious name for a p- pirate. Highly sought by fans and collectors, Shantae is often considered to be among the pinnacle of Game Boy Color releases. Now they're going to talk about extreme sports a little bit. Having recently celebrated the 20th anniversary of its June 2000 launch, Extreme Sports is a one-of-a-kind sports-themed action RPG. As contenders, as as contenders, Guppy or Finn, players must master five events: skateboarding, surfing, 
inline skating, skyboarding, and street luge. By partaking in more than 100 breathtaking sports battles to outperform and, uh, I'm sorry, to outperform the competition and become the extreme sports champion. Are Guppy and Finn extreme enough to win it all? I don't know if they are or not, because I've never played either of these games. Now, uh, behind me on the shelf is a Game Boy DMG-001. I do not have a Game Boy Color, so I would not be able to partake in this. However, here's what they have to say from Matt Bozon. Uh, he says, Over the last decade, Shante has built up a thriving fan base, which is a dream come true. Unfortunately, this also means that the majority of Shante fans missed out when it came to owning a copy of her first adventure, which had a very low production run back in 2002. These days, buying a copy on the collector's market could cost upwards of $1,000. Holy cannoli. Thanks to limited run games, they I said the holy cannoli thing, not them, sorry. Thanks to limited run games, everyone will have a chance to own a copy of the original Shantae along with Extreme Sports, our very first foray into handheld gaming, which laid the groundwork for Shantae. Both Shantae and Extreme Sports are lost gems that you won't want to miss. So yeah, they are actually bringing back a game for the Game Boy Color, and it's going to be coming out on a Game Boy Color cartridge, which is really, really cool. So if you are a collector out there and you've got like all of the Game Boy Color games, but you don't have this one because it costs $1,000, then now's your chance. Uh, so if you want to know more about that, check check out the link in the show notes that will take you to the, uh, uh, the appropriate place. And now I have to reopen my show notes because I closed them by accident. So my question to you is, which old physical game would you really like them to make a reproduction of so that you could have access to it okay we're not talking about having a digital copy of a game we're talking about a physical copy of a game that right now is really hard for you to get your hands on so which old physical game this is a mailbag question which old physical game would you want them to to make a new production run of so that you could play it on the original hardware let me know. I'm at Run Jump Stomp on Twitter. Well, excuse me, princess. You know, speaking of the mailbag, I have a quick mailbag update that I want to let everybody know about. You, Some of you probably already noticed that there was no episode on Saturday. I have been producing for uh, over a year now six episodes of various podcasts every single week. Um, on top of that, I've been doing Nintendo Switchcraft for th- over three years at this point, and I want to take Saturdays off more. I need, I need a little more sanity. So, uh, I decided to cancel the Saturday show, uh, for the time being, uh, give myself a little more of a respite. And, uh, what we're going to do instead is the mailbag stuff, which I think that a lot of people have responded and said, that's like one of my favorite parts of the show is the mailbag stuff. Um, please keep doing that. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to move that to Fridays. So Friday is going to be the mailbag episode. Now, if there's still like big Nintendo news, then I'll probably still like cover it on Fridays, but Fridays are going to mostly be mailbag episodes. 
uh, where I ask questions and I get your answers, just like I just asked you a question about uh, the Shantae game or the extreme sports game. And now I have another mailbag question that I want to run by everybody and see what you guys think. And that is, um, what is your favorite fitness game? Like, I was thinking about this the other day. I have uh, Ring Fit Adventure, which I hardly ever play because most of my stuff is set up up here, upstairs. Downstairs, we have very low ceilings. So, you know, holding the ring up above my head, there's a ceiling fan there. Not the best move. And doing, like, all of the the running in place on the second floor of my house kind of shakes everything. And I don't want to do that, and it's kind of annoying. So I really don't play Ring Fit Adventure very much. And I thought about picking up Fitness Boxing, which I did play the demo of, and I found it to be really fun, actually. And there's no running in place in that one, but you're you're moving around, and you use the Joy-Cons as, like, your boxing gloves. And uh, you kind of do these moves to the beat of the music. And so I got thinking about what is your favorite fitness game. And there's two things that have to be... Uh, that are very important for a game, in my opinion, to be considered a fitness game. Number one, it has to actually force you to break a sweat. Uh, you can't be able to game the system by sitting on the couch and waggling the, the Wii remote around. You know what I mean? Um, so, like, more of the modern ones are good at making you break break a sweat. The second thing is it has to be fun enough to bring you back now, of course, there's fitness games out there that you can cheese and not actually break a sweat. There's fitness games out there where you can break a sweat, but they're not fun at all, and so you stop playing. And so I think the one that would be people's favorites is the one that helps you get fit and is fun and keeps you coming back. And so uh, it, does, it doesn't have to be on a Nintendo system. It can be anything. It can be on the Oculus Quest, like Beat Saber or something like that. I want to know, what is your favorite fitness game? I tweeted this out earlier today and on Friday. We'll look at your results and see what everybody says. All right, moving on. <laughs> so the last story for today is kind of a ridiculous one, and I am not going to go into details, but uh, it has to do with a game uh, being removed from the eShop. That game call is called Don't Get Caught. Now, the publisher has said that the game was not supposed to be put on the eShop at all anyway, and the publisher describes the game as a silly stealth game with a twist where you are in the back of your car and your parents are driving down the road and you are trying to accomplish something that you should not be doing in the back of the car without getting caught and hence the the title don't get caught and it got me thinking and if you want to know more there's a link in the show notes which you can check out but I think you're better off not looking because it's it's real dumb and real bad and god i don't know how some somebody gets the idea to make a game like this i don't know hey you know what no judging um it got me thinking you remember the nintendo seal of quality you know how they used to very very heavily curate um their 
their system so that you didn't have kind of trashy games like that. And I wondered if you guys prefer to have a heavily curated um, store or to have it be more like the Wild West. So I'm going to tweet that out. Another mailbag topic. We're going to have lots to talk about on Friday. Um, I'm going to tweet that out, and I'm curious what you guys think. Do you prefer to have a curated store, or do you think it should be Wild West? Anything goes. People can put the games up there. As long as they're rated by the ESRB, you're all set. Let me know what you guys think. At Run Jump Stomp on Twitter, you can reply to these tweets. All right, let's uh, finish up the show. Nuts for Nintendo. Producers, thank you. Thank you very much. You guys have decided that you want to support content like this, independent gaming content, and I appreciate that about you. Uh, There's a whole bunch of people who support over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp, but the producers are the ones that I shout out at the end of the show. These are people who are on the producer tier or higher. That would be Orange Thunder, Paul Brambler, Abigail Thirt. Eric Smith, Jordan Forbes, Matt Hadfield, Bowser, Travis McGuire, Trucker Paul, Brian Reese, and Bustler. Thank you to each and every producer and every single patron. You guys are amazing. Okay, let's uh, wrap up the show. Become a part of the community over at runjumpstomp.com slash discord. We have a whole bunch of people just absolutely waiting for you to join up over at runjumpstomp.com slash discord. In fact, we are almost to 1,500 members on our Discord channel. So again, that URL is runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. We just kind of had a big expansion to the Discord where a bunch of people who who I really like who also do podcasts, they are now bringing their podcasts to our Discord as well. Uh, that would be shows about um, uh, Pokemon Go, uh, shows about... Uh, some Marvel Strike Force, which is some mobile game that I haven't played, and a podcast about movies and TV shows and stuff like that. So again, that URL is runjumpstomp.com slash discord. You can watch the show live on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp, and you can get a hold of me on Twitter, which I've already told you that URL a billion times today. This show is part of the Giant Size Team Up Network. For more information, make sure you check us out at gstu.net. Take it easy, everybody. Bye-bye. music you're hearing right now is Corneria Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. You can find more of their stuff on YouTube at Noteblock. <laughs>